0: You bet he is the chain breaker, is he not? Yeah, yeah. All right, Brian, open us up, please. He's behind the precious blood of Jesus and the, and the power of your cross, Lord. We thank you for freedom, for the Spirit of the Lord is, is Lord. There's freedom. So, Lord, we just thank you for him to flow today in your presence, Father Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian. We'll be in John if you want to turn there. Okay. The title of the message is What Happens When One is Born Again? What happens when one is born again? We uh, witnessed that last week, did we not? As we uh, baptized two new believers in Christ. What happens? What happened to you if, when you truly accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Uh, I think sometimes we maybe forget. I mean, some of us have been, have been saved uh, uh, longer than the Noah's Ark, Jim, and 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 maybe we get away from from that. What uh, what God did at that point in our life when we ask Him to come in as Lord and Savior. So today it would just be a reminder uh, what happened, what happened, or what happening to you when you were born again. We'll be in John three, and I want to read just the the first verses here for you, and then we'll get we'll get started. This is kind of the Uh, the backbone of our message today, okay? John 3, beginning in verse 1, and as Jesus is talking to Nicodemus, in verse 1, it says, "'Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, "'a ruler of the Jews. "'This man came to Jesus at night "'and said to him, "'Rabbi, we know that you have come from God as a teacher.'" No one can do these things and these signs that you do unless God is with you. That's a nice compliment. And Jesus just cuts right to the core. Jesus knew what Nicodemus needed. Jesus answered and said to him, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus, probably scratching his head, said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? He cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born, can he? Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is Spirit. Do not be amazed that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows... Where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from and where it is going. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. That word born again means to be born from above. Okay. If you don't remember anything else, I want you to remember that. Born again means born from above. Nicodemus, he had a problem. Nicodemus had something missing in his life. Nicodemus was probably a wealthy guy, a very learned man. He probably had life by the tail. He was a religious man, if you would. But there was something missing in his life. He needed to be born from above. And Jesus knew that. And two times he tells Nicodemus, you must be born again. To be born again, born from above or salvation means that a holy God in his sovereignty has taken an unregenerate sinner, somebody that has been lost for all of their lives. And when that sinner decides to repent of their sins, trust in Jesus for their salvation, the Bible tells us God forgives them of those sins. He cleanses them from all unrighteousness and he makes them, empowers them to live the Christian life, to walk in a manner worthy of calling, because at that point we know that Jesus has given that person a changed heart. A changed heart. That is the most important thing. Ephesians two eight nine explains salvation being born again this way. It says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. For by grace, you've been saved through faith. And what is, what is grace? Grace is God giving you something that you do not deserve. And it says, I, uh, you, for by grace, you've been saved. I want to give you something you do not deserve. You have been saved through faith. Faith is a trust and a belief in Jesus Christ. Because of my grace, he will say, because you have repented because now you have put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ you will be saved for by grace you've been saved through faith and not of yourselves you can't earn it you can't be good enough you can't give enough you can't come to church enough to earn salvation it is what it is a gift of god god says here, here i've got a gift for you you know christmas time I, Christmas time, you like to get a gift, don't you? And it's not a gift until you have accepted that gift. They can bring a gift to you, but if you don't accept it, it's not a gift. Same way with God's salvation. He is, I've got a gift for you. I want you to accept it. And not of works, lest anyone should boast. Here again, you can't be good enough. It is grace through faith in Jesus Christ bring salvation to all of us. That is just a reminder, okay? Two times in these verses, Jesus says, You must be born again. You must be born again. Well, why? Why? I mean, Nicodemus was a good guy. He was a religious guy. He knew he knew all the laws. He kept all the laws. Why why would Jesus even say, You must be born again? Well, Ephesians two, one says it this way. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3.10 says, There is none righteous, no, not one. You see, in a person's life, sin separates us from holy God. Sin separates us from holy God. God is holy and we're for sure not. And because of our sins, that separates us from him. And Jesus says the only way you can be back in, in, in harmony with, with holy God, if you choose to be, okay, is to be born again. Because see, if you're not, John 3, 36, the last part of that verse says, if you've never been born again, it says, but the wrath of God is upon you. Man, that's, that's heavy stuff right there. Wrath of God is upon you. If you've never accepted Christ as Lord and Savior. He went on to say in those verses that every person will be born once. And because we've been born once, we inherit the corrupted, sinful nature that Adam had in the Garden of Eden. Every person has this nature, this corruption that we live with. But Jesus said, if you're born twice, you are now one of my children. You are now part of the kingdom and now and you, and now you will pursue godly things as opposed to being bent towards sin. Yeah, we we need to be born again in order to have a relationship with holy God in order to spend eternity in heaven. You know what you got to do? You got to be born again. It's what Jesus said, you must be born from above. Well, what happens when that happens? What happens to us of those folks who have truly been born again? Who have truly been born from above? Who truly, truly have accepted Christ as their Lord and their Savior? What happens now? What has happened to you, hopefully? What happened to those that we baptized the other day? And what's going to happen to those who come later on and accept Christ? What happens? I'm going to tell you. What happens? It's great stuff. Not from me, but it's great stuff from His Word. The first thing is... Uh, go to Second Corinthians five seventeen, 17. The first thing is you are a new creation. When you've been born again, you are a new creation. You look at that verse right there. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone or passed away. Behold, all is new. Just leave that there for a minute, Dirk. What a great promise. When you are born again, you are a new creature. Some of them say creature. Some translations say creation. What does that mean? Well, the verse all, you look at the word therefore. Therefore is referring back to the last two verses. And, and Paul is, is talking to, to us. And he says, you know, in those verses he said, you know, you, I, you no longer live for yourself. But you live for For Christ. You no longer pursue the things of this world, but you pursue the things of God, is what he's saying. And he said, You know, that old nature that you've got, that old sinful nature that you had in the past, he said, That has all been crucified with Christ, that has all been buried with Christ. And he said, Because you've born again, now you're able to walk in the newness of life. Therefore, you are a new creation. And when you are a new creation and you're in Christ, you are a new creation. You are new. You cannot be a new creation without being in Christ. What does that mean? What does a new creation mean? It means God just didn't come down and and put a little soap on your body and a little soap on your heart and kind of cleaned you up a little bit. That's not a new creation. The Bible says he has given you a new heart. When you got saved, you got a new heart. When you got saved, you got a new heart. Ezekiel thirty-six twenty-six says this way. Moreover, I will give you a new heart is what he says. What God is saying, I give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit within you and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and will give you a heart of flesh. You see, when you got saved, you received a new heart. And we're gonna look at that in just a minute. And if you walked an aisle, got sprinkled, you got baptized, whatever whatever you wanna say, and your heart has not been changed, if he did not put a new heart in you for the things of God, Ladies and gentlemen, you are not saved. That's hard to say, but that is the truth, if I've ever told it. Because he said, you are a new creation, and I will put a new heart in you, and your new heart will begin to look at things completely differently. And if you never receive that new heart, you're not saved. You need to understand that. So what is this? What, is, what, what does this new heart look like? What does this new heart look like? The second part of that, it says, the old things of all passed away. That old sinful nature that we have is now gone. That sinful nature of pride, that sinful nature that loves to sin, that sinful nature that depends on good works, that sinful nature that, that, that we have a, a passion to go in a different direction away from God, that, that, that nature that we have that is self-promotion, self-justifying, that is self-righteous, that, that nature that we have that pushed us away from the Lord and pushed us towards sin, that bent nature that we receive from, from Adam. And he says, the Bible says, that nature, that hardened heart has now all passed away. You see, You see, God takes all of that yuck that we have nailed it on a cross, buried it with him, and then he gave us a new heart. A new heart for the things of God, not the things of this world. And if you've been born again, you will have a heart for the things of God. You can't have another heart because he, the creator of the universe, has put that into your body. A new heart. You will no longer run after the lifestyle of the sin that you once did. It says up there, behold, new things have come. Everything is new. When he gave you this new heart, when you were born again from above, the old is gone, the new is now here. What does that new look like? What is that new heart? That new heart is a, is a heart full of life and it's a new heart that gives God glory in the way you choose to live your life. You now no longer delight in the things Or you do delight in the things of the Lord. The things of the Lord. You have a new heart. And you delight in in those kinds of things for your life. You no longer want to be a part of this old world and, and the way this world lives. You have a new passion. And it's not for the things of the world, but of the things of God. You begin to see the world differently. You begin to see through the eyes of God and not through your own your own eyes. It says you will begin to read the Bible, and the Bible seems different to you for some reason. Has that ever happened to you? Boy, I've never seen that before. That's good stuff, yeah? yeah. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you as you read the Word. Something will be different because you've been born again. You will now have a new love for family and friends. You will now have a compassion even for those that you might consider to be your enemies. You'll have a new, a new love for, for mankind as a whole because of this new heart that he's given to you. Because you see, we only have two commandments in the, new, in the New Testament, don't we? To love God and what? To love other people. And when he put that new heart in you, that old heart's gone, the new heart is there, you will love the unlovable and be able to forgive the unforgivable The things you once loved, you'll no longer love them anymore. The sins that you held on to, you don't want to do that anymore. The emptiness you feel inside will be filled. Will be filled. The bitter and the anger that you once held on to, thinking that you needed to. When he gives you a new heart, what does he do? He, he fills that new heart with the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. You see, you can get rid of all that bitter and anger because he wants to fill it with his fruit that the Holy Spirit wants to produce in you. Yeah, you want to get rid of all that junk that you have, that bitterness? Get a new heart from the Lord and he'll fill it with those kind of things in your life. God gave you a new heart, and I've said this many times from here. Because you have a new heart and a new passion, a new desire, what happens? He gives you a new purpose, does he not? You have a new priority. You have a new passion, and you have a new plan in life. You see, when he puts a new heart in you, everything changes. Everything changes. Because you see, that new heart that's been put into you, You had nothing to do with that. You had nothing to do with that. God Almighty, the sovereign, holy God of the universe, changed, put a new heart in you. That makes it a little more special, doesn't it? When God does that. When When God, you are born from above. And when he does that, you'll never lose that. When you've truly been born again, you'll never lose that heart because it's been born of God. And God tells us he will hold on to that by the power of himself forever and forever. Will we ever sin as Christians? Yeah, we will. And you all know that. You all battle that. So what's the difference? If you've been truly born again, when you sin, you know it. When you sin, it is not willful, it's not on purpose, it's something that, I don't like that anymore. And as a true believer, we will confess that sin, let God clean that up, and we move forward in righteousness. But you see, the unbeliever, as they live in sin, as they live a sinful lifestyle, they have no conviction. There is no conviction whatsoever because there's no Holy Spirit living within the heart. And because of that, sin is no big deal to the unbeliever. Sin is huge for the one who has truly been born from above. You, you have a new heart. Aren't you glad? As a Christian, as a true believer, He has given you that new heart. If you don't have that new heart, I promise you today, I'll give you an opportunity to get one. I promise. What a great thing, first time, to have be a new creation. The second thing that He did, he did for you when you got saved is you were redeemed, you were redeemed. That word redeemed means to be bought with a price, to have your debts paid off. It's kinda of like going to, the, going to the bank there and, and you got a note for that, that new car that you got and, and uh, for some reason somebody walks in the bank on one day and, and, and if you wanna do this for me, that's great, I'll just, I'll take it, okay? And they, and they write a note and they pay off your mortgage of that note. They pay it off completely And the bank will go paid in full. You no longer owe us anything. You see, that's what Jesus did on the cross. Did you know that? That's what he did on the cross when he shed his blood and died and rose again on the third day. When we accept him as Lord and Savior, our sin debt has been paid in full. We no longer owe anything for our sin. And what a beautiful thing. Because the Bible tells us one day there's coming a judgment day for all of us. It's appointed one day, for men to die one day, next comes judgment. And for a believer, what a great thing. When we stand before holy God, we have an advocate that's going to be standing right there beside us. And say, yeah, 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 the devil's right. He did all of those things. Don did all those things. And then Jesus is going to be standing right there and say, yeah, but I paid his debt for him. Because he put his faith and trust in me. It won't get any better than that. On that day, it won't be any better than that. When you have somebody standing up for you, that great attorney, that great advocate, Jesus, and said, he's mine. He's mine. Keep your hands off of him. For all those who are unbelievers who have never accepted Christ as Lord and Savior, your judgment day will come and you'll stand before holy God and Jesus. And they'll go, let me have an account of your life. Who's gonna pay for your your sin debt? Well, I, I don't have anybody. And the Bible says you will pay your sin debt. I'd rather have somebody that's already paid mine. Yeah. You see, that's what being redeemed means, that we've got somebody who's paid our debt. If you have been redeemed, you are forgiven of your sins. If you have been redeemed, you are holy and you are righteous. If you have been Redeemed, you are free from the guilt of sin. If you've been redeemed, you've been adopted into the family of holy God. And if you have been redeemed, you have been reconciled with holy God. You have been made right. Your relationship has been made right with holy God. And that's for eternity. You know, being redeemed is a good thing. (laughs) Being redeemed is a good thing because when you're redeemed, you have peace with God and you have the peace of God third thing that happened when you were born again is that you were justified you were justified as if you have never sinned that's a pretty cool thing too as if you have never sinned you see jesus on the cross jesus on the cross the bible tells us he took all of our sins did he not we put all the yuck and junk that we have ever committed and everybody, the the worst of the worst was just just piled on Jesus. He became sin who knew no sin, the Bible tells us. And what he did when we accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior, he took our sins and then he gave us his righteousness. Unbelievable that God would declare you and I righteous. Are we righteous? No. But God declares us righteous. And when he looks at us from his throne room of heaven, he sees nothing but the blood of Jesus that covers us. He will not see our sin because we've been made right with him and as if we have never sinned. I don't know about you, but being justified is a really pretty cool deal in the eyes of God. Wow. Fourth thing, real quickly. When you got born again, you received the Holy Spirit. Every Christian that's truly been born again has the Holy Spirit that lives inside of them. Well, you say, Don, that don't make no sense. Well, let me tell you. I got a verse for you. Romans 8 and 9. It says, however, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Okay, that's us. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. And if anyone who does not have the spirit of God, he does not belong to to him if you do not have the spirit of God living within this new changed heart what does that verse say that's not me that's God's word saying you do not belong to holy God you've never been born again how do you know you've been born again you got the Holy Spirit living inside of you the Holy Spirit that leads guides and directs us the Holy Spirit that convicts us of our sin the Holy Spirit that teaches us truth from the Bible the Holy Spirit who produces fruit in us Because we have a changed heart. Wow. I'm so grateful. He is mine. You see the Holy Spirit, it says there that he is a down payment. Which is kind of interesting. How can he be a down payment? You go buy a house. You put down 10 or 20% down. And you put that down and what is that? That is a promise that one day you'll finish buying the houses that you're looking at. Holy Spirit is our down payment. It is God's way of telling you as a believer that yes, one day you will be with me for eternity. That is my promise. When you have the Holy Spirit, my promise to you is that you'll live forever with with me in our home in heaven. You've got the Holy Spirit. You have that promise that you will have an inheritance that is protected by the power of God. Yes, every true believer has the Holy Spirit been sealed with the Holy Spirit the last thing I want to tell you is real quickly we are a promised eternal life if you've been born again you are promised eternal life you are promised a lot of folks don't believe this the security of the believer here's a Baptist term here's a Christian term here is a biblical term once saved always saved and you might not agree with that but that's fine I know what God's Word says. Because when God's Word says eternal, He means eternal. When God says, this is forever and forever and forever, and then if He would turn around and go, oh, I didn't mean that, time out, time out. You messed up real royally back down there on earth. So no, eternal is not eternal. Eternal would be temporary in that case if you could lose your salvation. He said, I will give you eternal life. I promise you eternal life. And that eternal life will be forever and forever and forever. John 36a says, he who believes in the Son has eternal life. Not temporary life. Not 40 or 50 years here. Forever and forever. Times forever. Times forever. John 3.16, you know that verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. That who shall believe in him shall not perish, but shall have what? Eternal life. That is eternal life. That's not temporal life. Once saved, always saved. If, if you truly have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, I have to. I got to throw that disclaimer in. Okay, you have to have done that. What a blessing it is knowing that you have eternal life. John ten twenty eight twenty nine will tell you, and Jesus is speaking in those verses. I don't have them up there, but I'll just tell you what it means. Jesus says. If the Father has given them to me, that's believers. He says, no one, Jesus says, will snatch them out of my hand. Jesus has got you. And to make it double tough, in verse 29, Jesus says, for those that the Father has given to me, he, no one, can snatch them out of the Father's hand also. I mean, that's like a double padlock, don't you think? I mean, that's just two locks on, on a door that nobody you, can, you can't be pulled away from Jesus, and God the Father has, has that same power. Eternal security. Once saved, always saved. If you've truly been born again. There are five things I believe that when you got born again, that's what happened to you. And I, I, I say those as a reminder for the Christians, and I say that as a, I don't know, maybe a warning for those that have never been born again. Or, or, or some, or an encouragement that says, "This is what will happen to you when you accept the Lord as Lord and Savior. You've been born from above." Let me review them real quick, and then we'll be done. You are a new creation. Your old life is gone forever, and you have a new life in Christ because He's given you what—a new heart. You have been redeemed. You've been purchased. Your sin debt has been paid. You'll never deal with eternal judgment again because of that. You have been justified as if you have never sinned. And that's what God says about you. You will never have to worry about eternal judgment again. You receive the Holy Spirit, the one who will lead, guide, and direct you. speaks truth to you. He will never leave you. You will literally have the God of the universe living inside of this new created heart. How cool is that? That's pretty cool. And he's promised us eternal life forever and forever. Eternal life with him in the presence of Holy God forever and forever. Who would not want that? I guess that's my question. Who would not want the fringe benefits of being a born again believer? Have you truly been born again? I guess that's that's my next question. Have you truly been born again? Do you have a new heart? Do you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you? Do you feel that you've been redeemed and justified? Do you really believe that you'll live eternity, forever and forever, with Holy God? If you really believe that you've been you truly been born again, you 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 don't get four out of the five. You don't get three out of the five. you, can have, you can't have one without all the rest of them, okay? This is an all or nothing kind of a deal if you ever want to be born again. Born from above. You'll get, you, you get all five of those. That's how cool God is. I won't leave you with one or two. You got them all. What a blessing that is if you ask me. Are you a new creation? Has he given you a new heart? Has he put the Holy Spirit within that new heart? I don't want anybody to uh, uh, doubt their salvation today. Don't want anybody to doubt them. But what would be worse if I, if I threw a little doubt in there, but I didn't tell you what was really going to happen later on down the road? Okay. Because sometimes we get deceived, people. I mean, we got an enemy out there, what? That wants to uh, to deceive us and not give us the truth, who does not want us to be born again. And in Matthew 7, you, you know that story. And, man, it's a sorry story, man. Gosh, he goes, these people come to Jesus and go, man... Jesus, we we prophesied in your name. Look, look what we did. We cast out demons, Lord. Cast them out, demons. What power, Lord? Did we not perform miracles in your name? Didn't we do all this great stuff? And Jesus says, "What? Depart from me. I never knew you. You see, you see, being born again is not about religion. It's all about relationship." with the one who died for you you've got to have that that relationship you can know the Bible front and backwards and sideways but if you never ask Jesus into your heart you don't have a relationship with him and if you continue that way I promise you your life will not end well (laughs) for eternity but you don't have to be like that God's not mad at you he's not the enemy he loves you he said come to me all who are weary and heavy laden. And I'll give you rest. And that rest is being born again. What a great thing. As we begin, begin invitation time. <clears throat> it's really a good thing to be a Christian. <laughs> it's really a good thing to be born again. I mean it really is. I mean it is the best thing that can ever happen to you. Hands down. The worst thing that can happen to you is not to be born again. (laughs)